That's the tallest building in town. The library, because it has the most stores. We didn't own a car, so we would go to the library with a shopping cart and fill um, the shopping cart with our books. I was probably about six or seven, and my mom took me to our local library for a story time. I went with my dad every Saturday morning. I remember coming here like since we moved here when I was five, and every summer we'd do the summer reading program. As the years have gone by, you begin to realize how much you know, interesting stuff the library has to offer besides books. When I was growing up, my aunt would always take me to the library. I was in third grade, and then I loved the library, the Carnegie Library. I went to the story times that were at the library. Well, the librarian was my dad. Welcome to the tallest building in town, where we tell stories about libraries and the people who use them. I'm Shauna. And I'm Steve. And we work at Sun Prairie Public Library in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Yeah, welcome back, Shauna. <laughs> welcome to season three. Yeah, that's exciting. This season we're going to talk about space, Steve, right? Gosh, that's in my notes. <laughs> really excited. Yes, I am too. Um, welcome to spooky October. Yeah, we were just talking about the Scarecrow contest. Yeah, it's going to happen downtown. down the street. Yeah. <laughs> my my old town had a Scarecrow contest as well. Really? Yeah. Did you ever go? Um, I was never there for the judging of it, but but the fun part about it is there's just scarecrows everywhere downtown. Oh, They're really? They're like all yeah, they put them on the, all the street corners. I'd prefer a pumpkin contest. Okay. I really I would love to do a story about haunted libraries sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like with well, that that would be so great. I don't think I've directly talk to anyone though who is no. interested in that who's interested in it by interested i'm interested i mean has experience okay yeah yeah <laughs> maybe we can uh, we can talk to we've got all these people coming this month to the library to give talks about ghosts and stuff that's true we could talk to them and see see if they have any stories any, any leads for us right we could go investigate because that'd be that's sort of about space <laughs> what happens when you don't want to leave the space because there are ghosts yeah no, because you're the ghost. Like <laughs> yeah. you have such a such a connection to the space that you right. refuse to leave. What happens when your community outgrows its library? Growing pains. Yeah, and I'm not talking about outgrowing the need for a library, because nobody ever outgrows that. But the time when the physical space of your library is not a, not big enough for the community. Maybe program attendance exceeds the fire code of your story time room. That's yeah. completely off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> we, do, we don't ever have that in no, our library. That, no. um, books have to be weeded in order to buy new books, even if the books you're weeding are still being used. Study rooms and spaces are being overwhelmed by, by people who want to use them, staff members with no office space. Again, these are all just hypotheticals. <laughs> We have two discussion rooms in our yeah, library. Right. And a service, service population of... Over 40,000. Yeah. So communities have all sorts of responses to, to the scenario of what happens. Some of them hire an architect and build a new library. That's the best case, best scenario. case scenario. Yeah. Some might open a branch. Some libraries decided to do nothing at all. So in the last decade, I think there's over... Was there over 100 libraries on our 106 list. libraries 106 libraries that in wisconsin that have um, expanded their square footage and trying to solve some of these issues so this season the tallest building in town we are going to be talking about library spaces yeah you know this is on our minds a lot every day right steve because, yeah absolutely because we come here every day and we are definitely experiencing growing pains 
in our library. Yep. And our building is about 20 years old. We recently had a birthday. Yeah. So, you know, this season, we're going to look at brand new library buildings, right? Yes. And visit libraries that have shared spaces with other organizations. Yep. We'll do that. Yeah. Let me look at the evolution of library buildings from the Carnegie era, era to today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> See how library spaces are affected by the people who build them, too. And where they are built. Yeah. We got all kinds of things planned. Space. Somewhat planned. Yeah, we should get a, um, what was that the, on the Muppet show? They had like pigs in space. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. Pigs in space. That's so good. We should find that and get it on here somehow. Well, it's a thing that we think about all the time, but can be interpreted. The Muppet show? Yes. <laughs> For sure. Space can be interpreted in all kinds of ways. So we can look at comics that take place in space. I thought it would be fun, Steve. Yeah. To crowdsource this kind of, this topic. Oh yeah, great. You know, I wanted to go to Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I I tried to think of like the largest uh, group I was a part of, which is the ALA Think Tank. There's about 40,000 people on there. Yeah, that's that's a huge group. But I thought for fun I'd get a sample and ask people, if you've been through a library expansion in the last 10 years, what surprised you the most? And it isn't a very surprising list. Right. (laughs) It doesn't surprise us at all. But there was a lot of, there was like over 70 responses, so I thought it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, of course, said, think about your HVAC issues. (laughs) So for the rest of the episode, we're going to talk about nothing but HVAC issues. (laughs) You know, like, because when we're going to talk about later, we went to Wanaki and mm-hmm. the people talked a lot about their their building growing, right? And then their sight lines for staff being gone. Right, so right. helping people was a little more difficult, right? And then like more cameras, which is is not as friendly as human interaction. Yeah. One, um, some of the other things on the list, uh, they t- talk a lot about acoustics being important. Oh, yeah. So, like, for every space, from yeah. meeting rooms to your office to the bathroom. <laughs> Which I should say, if I, if I can throw in uh, something about our current library, yeah. um, which is basically one giant room. It is. And you can hear what's going on in the in the youth services department from pretty much anywhere else in the library. Adults, <laughs> which we often yeah. get we often get complaints about that. Yeah. Um, in fact, we've got a negative uh, Google review about oh. that. <laughs> People talked a lot about. Storage space and closets and outlets. Yeah. They just were like so surprised that they built this brand new building, millions of dollars, and there weren't enough outlets or USB ports. Right. And again, <laughs> our building, which is, you know, I mean, 20 years is, I guess, a long time for a building. It doesn't uh, feel around, like it. But, right. It, do, it doesn't feel like it. And people walk in and they, they're surprised to know that it's that old. Yeah. People often ask us if it's a brand new building. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, but Again, like they didn't put in enough outlets. You've got holes that are literally punched in our walls yes. with just wires running through them. Um, it totally uh, up to code, by the way. <laughs> um, because we don't have, there's no room to plug anything in and everything is run by computers. Right. Which it wasn't necessarily. A lot of things are built. drilled into the floor and are not flexible. So, of course, people were like, you need to have furniture that is flexible yeah and you can move it around and change with the times and you know also people talked a lot about furniture being so expensive of course too mm. yeah yeah it is really expensive which Wanaki talked about too 
Well, our budgets are always so tight that I feel like we don't usually give ourselves space to consider what will it look like if we do get more staff, if our technology changes, if our community needs change, like, are we able to actually make a space that accommodates that? And we went through this process uh, last year where we would ask, you know, community members, what do you want in a library? And nobody was like, well, I don't know, what's it going to, what are we going to have in 10 years? Right. Like, what, are we gonna? Are we not gonna have any books anymore? Nobody. People didn't really mention that, but nobody really, you know, was trying to guess what the future was gonna be. They're like, what do we want right now? That's different from what we have that can help us do the things that we want to do right now. Well, that's why I think about when it comes to this topic, the perceptions of the library, people that don't come here very often. Yeah. And then there's the. Uh, versus the user experience, people that come here all the time. Right. And then versus the folks that work here yeah, every right. day. Yeah. And so yeah. trying to hold all of those opinions at once is very tricky. So mm. trying to be as flexible as possible and also try and make it pleasing to look at a new building. Right. Pretty difficult. Do you want to talk about Wanaki? Sure. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, so so this was great timing. Yeah. yeah we were talking, yes. we talk every day about the, our space and what we're experiencing in our library with our growing pains. Mm-hmm. And Wanaki did happen to open up recently. And so we took a trip there and got a great tour, and it was really fun. The village of Wanaki, Wisconsin, is located north of Madison in the gently rolling farmlands that typify central Wisconsin. Like most of the communities around Madison, Wanakee has seen significant growth in the past decade, and the formerly rural village has become home to over 13,000 people, along with shops, breweries, parks, and a brand new 39,000 square foot library. The library, which opened in August, includes lots of space for community use, local art, a local history wing, fireplaces, a coffee bar, bike trails, a computer lab, and of course, lots and lots of books. We talked with two Wanakee staff members about how they like the new building and how the community has reacted to a 21st century library. What does it smell like in here? It smells like sawdust. It smells like new, new, new construction. <laughs> and it feels very open. It does. It feels open. It feels like you don't have to be quiet when you first enter yeah. in this area because it feels almost like a, almost like a, like a shop, almost like a store. Mm. It looks like it too. Right? Yeah, it looks like it's Yeah. And the staircase is really big yeah. and inviting. Okay, so we should okay. ask for we should Emily. Ask for Emily. Yeah. There's an office suite. Oh, there she is. <laughs> People are waiting. They're like, I don't know what we're waiting for. I'm Emily, the circulation manager. And I'm Courtney, I'm the adult services and outreach manager. I actually think it might be fun to do a, a tour of the building and then just like stop somewhere before you have to go in the desk. Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Great. What's it been like in here so far as a workspace? Uh, it's a lot more spacious. <laughs> um, this, so everything for the staff, the staff office in the other building was probably about the size of this corner, I would say. (laughs) Right. So um, we have all of this space for people to spread out. The staff work area is one large co-working environment, along with a few small offices for department heads. The space includes meeting rooms, standing desks, and a break room with lots of natural lighting. Emily Harkins, the circulation manager, explained how staff works differently in the new space. 
the youth services manager had an office. I didn't have an office before, so that's my office with a closed sign on it. Um, <laughs> uh, staff bathroom. Yeah. Which is uh, a first for us. Yeah, and then our the book drops, both book drops, whether it's the lobby book drop or the drive-through book drop, feed into that back room there. So we, okay. so you can see where we've set up our area for sorting deliveries, and that's been a, that's been an adjustment because we used to just do that on the fly at the desks, like check in, well, check in everything. Yeah. And so it's that's been a big. Um, adjustment for everybody that it all and you know patrons and librarians that it all happens back here right so these are the these are the staff desks so okay, that they are staff yeah. desks. okay um, oh, on wow. each end. Oh, and then fair. these are the the self checks and so we'll have one or two people we what we have is a uh, somebody who's scheduled to just yep yep it's okay the circulation uh, area is in a large open space near the stairs it feels like a checkout area in a store with self-check machines lined up in a row, holds around one wall, and a library staff member is available to answer questions. That's actually a station now, too, but it's not always filled, so somebody might just be scheduled for book drop. Do you mind if we move this way? Yeah. So how would you describe this transition here, this wall space? I would call this like the new book area. Um, and then once you cross the line, you're into children's. Dun, dun, dun. You can't turn back. The youth services area is separated from the new book and circulation space by a large glass partition. It's airy and bright and full of colorful photos and artwork. All youth material, including picture books, movies, and audiobooks, is here downstairs, but teen material is located upstairs. Lawn, yeah, it's been pretty muddy still. Oh, yeah. But that makes um, sense. lots of people using the bike path. Oh, yeah. nice. And I've seen some people sitting in the chairs. Yeah, like, in the patio. Yeah. Have you talked about doing many, like, outdoor, maybe, um, programs? I think we'll do We something. spoke with teen librarian Angela Hercock about how her job has changed since the move. Empty high school parking lot. Um, but <laughs> now we'll have a much nicer space to do that. There's so, so much space, yeah, it looks like yeah. for like a lot of, lots of possibilities and ideas. Yeah. So how does, how does having a new space change the way you think about your job? Um, well, in part, we're a lot farther away from my kids. So at the old library, we were just across the parking lot from the high school, um, just across two parking lots from the middle school and then the intermediate school was got they had a regular bus that went to both those schools so i had kids the kids their access was a lot easier mm. um i don't think as far as like the younger kids they we kind of just switched the audience but we're i mean there's a elementary school just like what block or two that way yeah um so we just kind of switched that audience but it's things haven't quite settled in to figure out how to like like, do I, need, do I need to change programming times? Do I need to, like, make more, like, like after five events? Because we had a lot, have a lot of, like, after school events, mm -hmm. um, but they're at, like, four. Can they even get here? So mm -hmm. that is a bit kind of what I'm puzzling through at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Has it been, like, a big adjustment with the change of, like, in your old library, you were closer together, right, with your operations in general, and now you're more spread out? Has that made a big difference, or been, what's that been like? I get more steps than everyone. <laughs> we use Slack a lot. We're, we're kind of using it at the old building, but now I feel like we're really using it a lot. Okay. So that's really great. 
because that seems like way different. Mm -hmm. Having to be like, oh, I have to go maybe yeah. a lot more yeah. Yeah. farther. You weren't on two floors before, were you? That's what I asked. We were. Yeah. I we were that. so much smaller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The change in like we used to be closer together. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Should we walk that one? Sure. Yeah. Let's see what else is mm -hmm. over here. We explored the children's area and found family restrooms, play areas, toys, games, and huge windows overlooking a pond and woods. There's cranes out there. There's a family of cranes just chilling. Oh. <laughs> Let's go upstairs. Do you guys want to see before we go up there? Do you want to see the um, like the main program room, community hall, or history oh, hall, yes. or anything like that? that. Oh. Definitely. The Wanakee Library has lots of community spaces. We saw the den, which has comfortable cafe-like tables and seating along with a coffee machine, and the living room, which has couches and a fireplace. There are also a few study rooms and business meeting room downstairs. So these are meeting rooms, not family meeting rooms. Nope. Yeah, so the team room upstairs, the team space has like a meeting room off of it that we've kind of established for just for teens. So that one you can't book online. Mm -hmm. um, and then the two family study rooms you can't book online. But all the other study rooms, sounds like there's a lot of exceptions, but there's still a lot of study rooms left that people can book online. A long hallway leads to the community room, but in that hall is a museum-quality display area for local history, something that the village has never had before. The day we visited, the display contained a mannequin dressed in period clothes, vintage auto repair signs and tools, and lots of great old photos. In the library. And now you've got all these other spaces here. What what do, what do people what does the community feel about that? Do you know how how do, how do people? I've react? heard nothing but positive things about this, just because there is no historical society. And people I definitely see when I'm doing a program in here, I definitely see people walk, you know, just sauntering by, looking at stuff. So it's like different wings. Yeah. Oh, and you can. It looks like you can walk off the main library and yep. just have this open. This is a huge occupancy number. Three hundred and thirty-four people. <laughs> a gigantic room. That's way more than ours. <laughs> yeah. Is there any way, and then you can walk outside to this deck space yeah. directly. We could cut across. The park where the library was built used to be the location of the Wanakee Alloy Casting Corporation. Years of pollution had rendered the ground contaminated and nearby Six Mile Creek full of toxins. After an extensive redevelopment, the new space includes bike trails, outdoor seating, bioretention ponds, walking paths, and lots of open lawn. They just planted it like a month ago, so. So there's a terrace space and a patio space. And somebody has a donated space too. This is a new fireside place. And a fireside place. Oh, that's the fire that's in there, and now it comes out here. Whoa. I think we could go up. Yeah. Go to your domain. <laughs> your kingdom. <laughs> the wide staircase that dominates the entryway leads up to the adult and teen spaces, the computer lab, study rooms, and reading and study areas. The computer lab, which is also called the tech hub, is visible through large windows going up the stairs, but is set apart from the surrounding walls by an interesting design feature. The walls are paneled in rough wood beams, which makes the whole thing look almost like it's floating in space. A staff member sits at a small help desk at the top of the stairs. Hi. I know Amy. Oh yeah, gosh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. You guys know Amy already. I guess we could go do a loop like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, those freaking architects. Come on. With their natural wood and glass. Yeah, the that box. wood is so great. I, I saw that it. on the plan and I was like, well, I wonder what that's going to look like. So there's two more study rooms right there. What are they called? Just oh, study. The ones up here are just all numbers. Great. Oh, that's a creepy I would so hang it up here. Is that a renovation plan or something? Or is that just. Oh, it's a long story. Oh, okay. <laughs> My battery might die soon. Okay. <laughs> but we'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> Adult Services and Outreach Manager Courtney Cosgriff has the sole staff office upstairs. She talked about what it's like to work alone and how patrons interact with her. Workspace up here, but just I have been pushing for that, yeah. like as a backup for yeah for the desk, but things got eliminated. Yes. So yeah, I mean, so they they chose to have seven study rooms up here instead of having more staff staff office. Yeah. Since you're alone up here, um, do people ever knock on your door so far? Oh, yeah. And my door's always open, um, uh. unless I'm like on a phone call or something. But yeah, if they have printing questions, sometimes they'll pop in. Um, yeah, there's always, yeah, it's a day. <laughs> I mean, I guess that feels like it might be jarring, though. Your office is in this hallway this long, big, other wing feeling space. Yeah. And then to have somebody just stop by. Like, there isn't a sign anywhere that says, like, ask me or something. Right. It's just kind of, you know, the way uh, an office building right. might be, perhaps. Right. So that seems probably confusing. Yeah. Or and I, I think they're, they're confused about where to go for help sometimes because, you know, normally you would ask the desk, but it's kind of out of sight. But I'm kind of used to it. I feel like my office at the old building was just in the middle and people would ask questions. I mean, we, we shared an office for the last year, probably. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people just popped in there, so. You just adjust, yeah. right? Team space. Oh yeah. This is great. But, and I think a nice... Um, the teen space is a large room in one corner of the upstairs. They have their own fireplace, couches, a large flat panel TV, study rooms, and of course, lots of books. I, I think it's just a good message that hey, you guys are, you're like you're closer in proximity to adults, and you're actually you know on your way to adulthood. So, hmm. um, it can uh, treat them more uh, like they have their own space, and that's cool. And we also did something, and I don't remember if it was because of space, because it probably would not have fit here. But we, this is all just fiction. So, um, young adult nonfiction is clearly labeled with a YA label, but it's in with adult nonfiction. I wondered, like, word of mouth, what people you've heard from people as far as feedback. What's the kind of feedback you've gotten, unless from patrons? Um, Pretty positive. Um, there's been a few complaints about the furniture about for it being kind of uncomfortable for seniors, and some of that is for sure valid. Um, but besides, like, yeah, the couple comments on the chairs, I haven't really heard too much, at least personally. I mean, some of the feedback we've gotten, it's stuff that we just didn't have done yet, like the signs, like, yeah. you need more signs, and it's like, we will get some, I promise you. <laughs> I'm wondering if, if there's anything else that sticks out in your mind often, or maybe it came up this week, differences between the old building and this one. I like that there's a lot more seating options. Yeah, it's really You can go to so many different places and it has like a different vibe. The living room. Yeah. So just, okay, the, the community, when they, when they heard, oh, we're going to build a new library, 
Were, were people like on board? Or were people like, we don't need libraries anymore, we've got the internet. How do they feel about this as a project? As far as I know, they've been talking about this for like a decade. Yes. If not more. So when I got here, it was kind of like already, it's for sure happening. And I mean, I heard mostly positive things. There were obviously a few. I didn't hear who needs, well, there were, there were a few letters to the editor about who needs libraries. Yeah. And yeah. That's to be expected, right? Yeah. yeah. It was mostly there, positive. Th- yeah, and th- 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 it was funny because there was like there was one regular letter to the editor person, like every it got so that every week we would just like turn right to the letters to the editor and see how we got hammered this week. And um, but people would respond to him in defense of the library. And one of our regular patrons, who's like a second grader, told his mom he wanted to write a letter to the editor defending the library, and so he wrote a sweet letter to the editor. So I mean we. And they did a, a there was a listening yeah. session, right? And they went to it, that person. And I think they realized there's nothing they can do. It's happening. Yeah. I feel like I, I have all my questions answered. Yeah, right I now. think so. And we're right at 3 o'clock, so oh, great. Okay. good. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you guys. Thank you. I apologize for babbling. Nope. That's what babbling. you should do. <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny being in some prairie right now because a lot of people are saying that we don't need more space. Right. That our library doesn't need to expand. How do we win <clears> people <throat> over, right? There's so many different right, people that we have to talk to. Yeah. Not just the community, but the board and our foundation. Well, you know. Yeah. And we have we have certain expectations about what's gonna happen uh, when a new building is built or an expansion project is done. Um, and we did look at the data of um, some of the more recent libraries in, in Wisconsin that were similar in size to us um, that had recently expanded. The last decade. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of interesting things there, and definitely like a year or two after the expansion, library visits go way up Mm -hmm. because everyone wants to see the new place, you know, which is exciting, but then it looked like things just sort of like started tapering off after that. They sort of flatten out. Well, it was interesting, though, because it wasn't just the visits um, we looked at this data from the Department of Public Instruction, and uh, we were looking specifically at 18 libraries that were similar to Sun Prairie um, in various ways. But it wasn't just visits. It was the programming numbers, the collections, uh, borrowers, people who had cards, mm-hmm. lots of different levels that did increase technically in yeah. the first like, year or two. Right. And that's the thing, though. They Almost all of them uh, flattened out after but then they, that. Yeah. But in general, my takeaway from looking at the numbers is that expansion isn't really, like, it doesn't it doesn't fix everything, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, I mean, it fixes the problems that you're trying to fix as far as more space. Like, we need more space? Okay, we'll give it more space. That problem's fixed. Maybe, maybe that's an obvious statement. Like, yeah, of course, it's not going to fix everything. But it does feel like sometimes, like, you get super excited about that process. Yeah, well, it makes sense that something like this would take a decade. Like, it took right. Wanaki over a decade for this big thing to happen yeah. and it makes sense that it will take a long time for us because if you do it right yeah. because it isn't just yeah of course about raising enough money for the building but it's about staff too and all these other things that you can all these things that you have to consider in order to be successful right i honestly think that a successful expansion of a library it actually happening does involve telling a story really well yeah for sure and so it isn't just about looking at data it also does involve 
talking to people, gathering that information and sharing it. So we're going to share stories about library spaces and see where that takes us. So visit our Facebook page. Uh, We'll be posting some pictures from our tour of the Wanakee Public Library. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. I feel like you have to say we'll see you next time. Oh, sure. Even though we won't see anyone. The tallest building in town is produced monthly in the studios of K-Sun Community Radio by Steve Baker and Shauna Kosecki with support from the Sun Prairie Public Library and the Sun Prairie Media Center. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or from tallestbuildingintown.com. 